How's my uh, slideshow? Is it good? It's good this week. Maybe it was an update. Don't know. Are you there, Mr. Wilson? Where are you? You're muted. You have to unmute. Unmute. I I, 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 I forgot about that. I command you to unmute yourself. I'm unmuted. I apologize. There we go. Uh, welcome to Movie Sucktastic. Uh, the the muted one is Scott. The unmuted one is Joey. Yeah. And we are here to review horror films. And this episode, we're doing Hellraiser, the 2022. Yes, the the new one, the the one that everyone's yeah. all complaining about because they've gone woke. Oh, they complained about that. Of course, because they got rid of. Listen. Uh, this is a this is actually a pretty good movie. I like this movie. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they com- they're complaining because you know they do a reboot of the franchise, and of course Doug Bradley, who played the original Pinhead, isn't back. So they're they're unhappy about it because they figure, oh wow, we actually are getting a good Hellraiser film after how many sequels, where they didn't get Doug Bradley for like the last two. And they just said, you know what? He doesn't want to do it anymore because uh, these scripts are absolute dumpster fires. And who could blame him? Straight the video. And, 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 and have to sit in that, all that makeup for a shit film, you know? Well, I mean, he he, anymore, he he is still know? getting paid. But yes, that is correct. But, so they decide, they announce, we're, 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 we're redoing Hellraiser. And, you know, they're, they're like, hey, how come... Uh, Pinhead isn't in this. You could have uh, the priest, which is what her name is. She's not actually Pinhead, so I guess they left that open in case he yeah, does yeah. want to come back. So they're like, you know, that could be, you know, uh, just a, a, you know, another another Cenobite uh, with him. But it's it's absolutely absurd. And you know what? They're also woke and, and it's like, oh, this is woke. I hate that so much. Please stop. Please stop with the woke yeah. shit. For real. You know what else they're complaining about? That uh, the woman, her name is Jamie... Oh, what's her name? Jamie... Here it is. Clayton. She's a trans woman. So they're complaining about that too. So it's... So (laughs) it's it's a man that became a woman playing Pinhead who doesn't have really a sexuality at all. It's like, what are we complaining about here? Yeah, so... so um, uh, j- disclaimer: I, I I was reading Clyde Barker back when I was a kid, when the Books of Blood like first came out in America, just as uh, oh, yeah. shitty uh, anthology paperbacks that you get at the uh, the Woolworth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, Woolworth. I, I was reading them younger than I should have been. I, I, Woolworth I, throwback. I yeah. Uh, so and so uh, I, I'm familiar with this stuff. Also, I saw the first Hellraiser in the theater when it came out. I mean, I, I've wow. been there. I, I, I rode the ride, uh, but I'm not. I, I'm I'm not a huge 
Clive Barker fan. He annoys me like a lot of these artists do, where they get so artisty, and then the artistness just becomes annoying. <laughs> um, so I, I will have things to say. I will touch on the point that in the original short story, um, the the pinhead character uh, was not named, uh, and um, the, actually had a feminine voice. Uh, was said to have been so uh, modified by their 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 whole thing that um, you couldn't even tell what sex uh, they were. So they were essentially you know neuter or sexless. Uh, Clyde Barker apparently doesn't like the name Pinhead, uh, of course, because he didn't think of it. So I'm sure he hates a, something that everyone else in the world fucking loves. Well, so here, well, here's the thing. Um, it, in, so in 2015, yeah. he, he he did like a follow up sequel where he gave uh, gave the character the name um, the Hell pe- Hell Priest. Oh. What? Did he, did he did that? Okay. Well, you know it's interesting. Yeah. You're you're right. You're right about. He wants with it. You oh, know, I know. I, I get that. But but when he when he did that, it, it's almost like he did. I mean, I'm okay either way, but I, I don't think it should have bearing on the films. So he was obviously involved in this film, uh, which gives it a lot of credit. Yeah, well, I mean, they could throw his name on there. I mean, a lot of I mean, all they got to do is throw his name on there because it's his property. But you're right about him not coming up with the name Pinhead because when you go back to the original Hellraiser, even if you just do an IMDb search, his name in that movie isn't. Pinhead. It's lead right. Cenobite. That's his actual yeah. title on IMDb. It's just what everybody called him. It's like all, everybody writing about it called him Pinhead, and I was like, that was it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it was just. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the, uh, if you, well, if you look at uh, uh, Doug Bradley as Pinhead, when you look at his face, it's actually on the screen now. They actually look like. Like nails, like roofing nails, like that's what they look yeah. like. Now, mm-hmm. the woman, uh, or uh, Jamie Crowley, or Clayton, I'm sorry, Jamie Clayton, she actually has pins. You know, it looks like you know pins that you would use to put in a mannequin, uh, or I'm not a mannequin, um, like a clothing doll, like uh, for uh, for seam uh, doing seamstress uh, type stuff. Um, so she actually mm-hmm. has pins in her head. So. I don't know if that's just a more defined version of the name Pinhead, because Doug Bradley's Pinhead looks—they're—they're—they're they're, actually—they look like nails. Well, they don't look like pins. That's what you gotta love too. Is like, oh, I don't like the name Pinhead, but but they're so married to it that the, there's pins in every single Cenobite. So we're gonna keep that because we know if we lose that, everyone's gonna be pissed off. But well, sure. I don't like the name Pinhead. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's one of the, it's just one of those things that annoys me. So why, why the fuck would you even care? You know, I just, you didn't even name the character. Go, go do a sequel to Rawhead Rex. You know, that'd be fun. I'd watch that. (laughs) I have to be honest. I I, like that movie. I like that movie too. And I, again, I read, I read it in the books of blood earlier on. And let me, that, that shot in Rawhead Rex, the resurrection shot where he just jumps up with the the lightning and the storm in the background. It's just mm -hmm. a cool shot. It's just yeah. a cool shot. No, if, if, it, if anybody wants a reason why I don't like uh, some of Cl- Clyde Barker's stuff, all I'll say is Nightbreed. That's it. That's all I have to say. The one word. Nightbreed. That just explains everything. Yeah. So I'm looking it. at a poster from forever ago. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a poster. Well, not a poster from forever ago. It's for this movie. And it must be a production shot uh, to kind of show that they're making this movie. Because in her mm-hmm. head, it's it looks like nails. 
but in the yeah. movie they are pins with like almost like pearl uh, pearl tips on them like rounded pearl tips um that you know pin <laughs> so i guess they were going with that at one point and then changed the makeup uh stylings at some point so so let's let, let's refocus uh yes let's start with um now obviously there, we're gonna be, there's a comparison between hellraiser and a hellraiser uh reboot yes. uh, it's officially a reboot um i would say right uh if it's Doug- gotta be it's got to be because they changed like the universe, so you can't just say it's a sequel or it's like a continuation. It's got to be a reboot. If Doug Bradley comes back in any way, then I would say, well, actually, you could probably reboot it with him anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's just honestly, whatever. I think this movie is popular enough. Uh, it was reviewed actually pretty well for a horror film. Number one, a horror film of this. You know, gruesomeness. It's brutal, like a lot. You know, that's what Hellraiser always was. Like all the the, the death scenes are always brutal. Um, right. Uh, everybody, for the most part, good, favorable. So I think they would continue to make more of these, especially if Hulu was doing it, where it goes straight to streaming. Yeah. So I mean, they did the same thing with Prey. They're trying to do with Amazon what Amazon and Netflix are doing, where it's got a limited theatrical run, but you could watch it in the comfort of your own home. So right. that's what they're so, tra- that's what they're trying to do, and they're actually they've got two movies that they've done it with and have done well with. So good on them. Yeah. So so the original Hellraiser to be very very brief. Is uh, is about a young girl with a dysfunctional mar- uh, family. Uh, her, her father's remarried with suit to a slut, and yeah. um, they move into their uh, her uncle's house. He's disappeared, and it turns out he's disappeared because he was uh, an explorer in the further regions of experience, uh, and he had found uh, the lament, lament configuration, and um, uh, you know, torn apart by the Hellraisers. Yeah, uh, skin alive. Yes. Almost yes. like down to the bone, for the most part. So the part. basic plot of the film is is the girl finds the um, the box. Meanwhile, the uh, slut wife who uh, pre- had had an affair with uh, the brother, um, uh, inadvertently like brings him back to life in the attic, and, the, and she, she starts killing homeless people. Uh, so their blood will doesn't make much sense. You have to really. feed the box. You have to feed the box but, to, to no, appease the Cenobites. The she's feeding the floor. She's feeding the floor, to, and, and Frank's resurrecting out of the floor. It has nothing to do with the box. Well, um, well, actually, you're right. Uh, they did that in this version, where they're feeding the yes. box. Yeah. Right, and, and we'll get to that. It actually makes way more sense. You're slowing me down. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm trying to get through real quick. So while that's all happening, while, while Slut's killing hobos and hmm. Frank's resurrecting, and um, uh, the daughter finds the box... Uh, and summons the Cenobites, and then, uh, but then she tells them about Frank, who escaped, and uh, they, and they're like, okay, you, you make, you know, which strikes to deal. So there's a lot of back and forth, cat and mouse. Uh, Frank kills his brother and wears his skin. Uh, <laughs> there's a hole to do. The Cenobites show up. Jesus wept. End of story. Uh, then a then a demon comes down and grabs. They throw the box in the fire. Her and a boy. She got. She found a boyfriend. It's really not important. Uh, she throws the box in the fire at the end. Uh, this homeless guy turns to a demon, grabs the box, and flies away. Yep. There's no flaws. 
Well, yes. It's a good film. It's very dark. It's very, it's, it's, you know, very atmospheric, dark, brooding. It's sounded like just something that we really hadn't seen before. Um, the movie didn't really, uh, the, I, it was, it was new. It was new. It was new. And you know what? Uh, uh, just IMDb alone, the original Hellraiser is sitting at like a seven. At a oh, ten. solid seven. Yeah. Solid seven. But I'm, I hesitate I'm, with an eight because the ending sucks and, and uh, the, the, the resurrection but, of Frank doesn't make much sense. But, but even with that, I'm surprised because of the type of horror film that it is, that it is right. so high. Um, I think there are better horror films that are lower. I'm not saying that Hellraiser isn't a good film. I enjoy it a lot. It's actually one of the few horror films of that style that mm -hmm. Mare actually likes. She really likes that film. I'm just saying it's not a perfect film. No, no, not in it's any great. way. It's great. I love it. I, you know, again, I, I was there at the beginning. I was, I was a splatterpunk. I, 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 I was watching this stuff in the theaters. I, I was reading this stuff. I know, I know. But uh, um, anyway, so that's the first film. So. As far as rewriting the and, and oh but the, but basically and then if you if you don't know about the sequels what happened is Clyde Barker kind of fell out of it uh, but kept uh, but I, either he kept selling it or they just had the rights and they just kept making more and more Hellraisers and he just they just like just buried any common sense and and so any kind of lore that's from that series it's just twisted from movie to movie depending on who was writing it yeah. and what they were trying to do they made so nine movies this, nine of them yeah and uh, I, 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 eight I'm and nine. I still Did, haven't watched them all myself. I, I gave up around oh, six. I, I'm trying oh, to finish them. I think I'm um, four or five. Inferno, I think I'm was the ahead of you. Infer Inferno. I know I'm ahead of you because I recommended one of them, uh, the one with the like the the whole um, gumshoe uh, noir thing going. Oh, I don't even the, know which one detective? that is. The one with the detective, with the, the magic tricks. I don't think I saw that. Oh, then, then you're not as far... See, you're definitely not as far as... No, me. I think Inferno was, was the last one I watched, or the one in space. I, you know, I don't remember. I swear to God. <laughs> they made nine of them. Uh, Hellraiser 8 and 9 did not have Doug Bradley. And if I'm not mistaken, the Hellraiser in 8 is not the same guy in 9. So there's three pinheads, yeah. which is crazy to me. It's like, can you just... A, a trans woman remember they're all woke why do they have to do that <laughs> to, now, to piss you off earl I, I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like dwell on this but you and i have had similar arguments but not because of of, of it being like remember like with um the remake of the hitcher it's not yeah. we argued it wasn't because it was a woman now it was because it was lazy because they just switched to character sex and that was it it's like the same fucking movie yes yeah. It had nothing to do with it being a, wo a strong woman. It had to do with it being a stupid idea. Well, they did the same thing with the Overboard remake. The original with Kurt Russell and Goldie yeah. Hawn. She falls over, loses her memory. In the remake, he falls over, loses his memory. It's like, what, what? this is just lazy. You just want to make it different for the sake of making it different. So it's not an exact yeah. replica of the first film because you're already getting called out for doing it anyway. It's like, right. come on, let's be more inventive. I could give a shit that you swapped it around, but make it good, which you didn't do. You know, it's like, come on. So if it impacts the story in some way or the creative process, then, you know, that. But then uh, The Little Mermaid's black? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I'm not going to watch I'll it anyway because I just don't care about The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I, I, I saw, I, I might have seen the original once, but I didn't want to. I watched no, the original for, it's, once. It's, it's, it's for it's for the kids and why the fucking why, why the, I'm sure sure the kids can handle a black uh, little mermaid they're handling a little mermaid because mermaids don't fucking exist yeah 
<laughs> yeah, but they're white we're, though. It's like we're the anti-dinosaurs alone Christians uh, on this shit. <laughs> Isn't that a? I haven't heard. I have heard one. Just so you know, mermaids. Mermaids swam with Jesus. Just so you know, get it right. Get it. Get it right. They swam with Jesus. They have red hair and they're white. Come on. It's Satan DNA in the tail fin, obviously. <laughs> it cures cancer, and they just don't want to kill the mermaids that, to cure cancer. We all know, we all know the world's coming to an end. Just relax and enjoy it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so the remake, what they they had a chance to reinvent it and give us some solid uh, mythos, and they pulled off just that without over-explaining, without too much uh, right. exposition. They really gave us something to latch onto for once. Um, and it's, it's, it's great. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they go with, you know, feeding the box. So the girl, the main storyline is, um, there's a character. Uh, uh, What? Hold on. What? Um, what? I I want, I just want to point out that my favorite change from the original film to the new film is that instead of the the main bad guy being like this uh the sexy this degenerate sex fiend that was like fucking his brother's wife oh right it's elon musk yeah it's pretty much elon musk i love that (laughs) so the movie opens up i had to get that in before you no it's all right the movie opens up with him um elon musk elon musk uh, you find out very quickly that he is feeding this box so that he can meet the Cenobites and pick one of the one of the things that they offer you as a gift. Once you do, one is life, one is pleasure. What you know, there's a whole list of things. You know, one is seven. resurrection. Seven. I'll look it up. I, I should have wrote it down. It's not. Um, a, it's I'll not look. that big a deal. But you know, he he's doing it. He's killing innocent mm-hmm. people. He's giving them the box to solve the puzzle. You know, the one guy's like, "Hey, do I win anything?" He goes, "No, but I do." All right. And one, yeah, go ahead. One, one thing, the one thing the screenplay does spoon feed, but I'll allow it was uh, when they they uh, they pick up like they have a woman that like uh, picks up the box with, right. uh, with the box in it. Um, prior to this scene. Mm-hmm. And and the guy's like, I thought you'd be him. She's like, No. Nah, if there's one thing he don't do, is something that he can't have somebody else do. It's like, okay, great. Thanks for setting that up. He's rich, so we kind of know that. So we didn't need that. But thanks, just the same. <laughs> Sorry, that was one of the very few things in this film that annoyed me. It was that, but it gets much better. So you find out very quickly that he is killing people so that he could get this. Uh, eternal reward uh then he does that you see the whole thing happening it's in his house it fades to the next shot and it says six years later and it opens up to a girl her brother roommates in one place um well actually it opens up to her getting banged by her boyfriend (laughs) and then uh he tells her that he loves her and she's like whoa what the fuck (laughs) You know, you can't. No, 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 Don't ruin a good sex session by telling someone you love them. Uh, <laughs> so we've we've already got a strong female lead that's that's breaking the typical tropes right. of the of the you know of the, the of the you know the girlfriend who's just dying to be married and wants that. And no, right. it, the the film tries very hard. No, she has a substance abuse problem, <laughs> and yeah. she's living with her brother. 
his boyfriend and their friend, uh, a girl named Nora, and she's clean and sober for six months, but obviously she's got issues big time. So the brother doesn't approve of the boyfriend because he's also a recovering addict and he just feels that he's just going to lead her down the wrong path, which, by the way, he does by going to steal a box uh, that has this in it. And he delivers paintings and, and, and stuff like that. And he remembers the key code to get into this place. And he's like, we can make some quick money, fresh start. He's like, you know, woos her with this. And of course, she's in. So they go and they do that. She's fascinated and, by it. But this is just like Prey, where they really uh, give us more depth to the character's decision making. Mm -hmm. So we have this conflict with the brother uh, where she's not being trusted. And she, but at the same time, she, you know, she feels like she can't be her own person. So it's like on the one. So it, it, it makes sense that she's doing these rebellious things. It's not just like it, it makes it, it actually works. You, you understand the characters. Right. So she goes out and she does that and it comes back drunk and the brother kicks her out because he's tired of trying to protect her. Of course, he's being extremely emotional about the situation. Um, was that directed towards me? <laughs> what? Did, you, did you even know you did it? Do what? You use your middle finger to lift your glasses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm an adult. You don't do that at no, work, I hope. Yeah, but I'm facing the wall when I do it at work. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I just hope you're not like in a you know a meeting. It's like yes, I have those reports for you <laughs> as you fix your glasses. Anyway, but I do that at a meeting at work. It's on purpose. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Did you get those TPS no, yeah, reports, sorry, Bill? Um, no. So uh, she's fascinated by this. He kicks her out. She takes the box with her. Go gets high. The brother feels bad, goes to find her. She's almost on the brink of ODing. He sees this box next to her, picks it up to get it out of the way, and it stabs his hand. Right. And now, the box has I, I been the box has been fed with the first person. Right. Um, now I, I just I love what they've done with the box. First of all, now uh, this wasn't really apparent in the first film. I don't think uh, the first film all really did was like do that thing where it kind of turns. So all the angles are out. Right. And then it like, it never really became something different in the other sequels. We're not even talking about those. So in this one, the, the limit, the, 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 the box actually changes for each stage it's in up until the seventh stage. It's, it's a process. It's like a summoning process. Right. See so that again. So it's like they took a they took a magic ritual and t put it into a device. I understand now, and they, they and they lay it out later that at the seventh, uh, any whoever possesses the configuration in its seventh or the box in its seventh configuration, they get the, the they get reward. They get to choose what their reward is. Right. Um, that's which is why that millionaire was having other people do it because he just has to be holding the seventh one. He doesn't have to actually give his own blood. But what I like about it is um the knife that comes out yeah kind of cool what i like that th they added was the the um toxin that uh subdues the people and i think also ha opens the doorway to the other dimension oh sure it's it's like an acid trip yeah, I mean, and they, they 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 handle it the same way they did in the first film. It's kind of an like with the like walls opening and like with the ground shifts. 
but I, the fact that it has to happen when the box moves and when blood is in inserted into it, but at the same time, the box infects the person with this uh, ritualistic stuff. It's, I thought it was a great addition, uh, and especially works with, and, and I, I like the fact that they we're dealing with um, former drug, drug addicts or drug addicts, because this a Hellraiser was about addiction. It was sexual addiction or addiction to, you know, anything else to that extreme. It's about, you know, pushing your body beyond the limits, chemical, physical, whatever. So I, I like that aspect yeah. of it. It's just, man, sorry, continue. One of my favorite shots in the film is Nora when she's, uh, when they're in the house. They follow her to the house because that's where she goes. She feels that she's going to be able to find her brother at this house, the, you know, the billionaire's oh, house. Yeah, the- so they follow her there. And Nora, she finds like this secret passage because she's, you know, playing with switches and doors open, music plays loud. You know, you know, it's all kinds of things. The whole house, the whole house is automated. By the way, millionaire home, don't 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 flip random switches. That's never going to end well for anybody. No. So she finds this okay in this case, but no, no, don't 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 be flipping. She finds this secret passageway and goes down it, and of course. There's something in there, you find out later on that it's the billionaire, but there's something in there that stabs her with the box, feeding the mm-hmm. box another time. Um, so, but my one of my favorite shots in the film is when they try to get the hell out of there and they're in the van and she looks up at one point and the van is getting further away from her and it just keeps going and going. It's like this super long shot. And they're all the way in Return the front. Return the map. Return <laughs> the map. They're all the way in the front of the van arguing because they're lost. They can't get out of this. It's like a maze. And then she's she hasn't moved, but the van it just keeps getting further away until she's not in the van anymore. And I thought that was a real ingenious way to do that. It was just a really yeah. cool shot. That's why I feel like like that that drug that gets um, that they get infected with when they get cut by the box. I, I feel like that's part of the agent that allows them to slip that way. Otherwise, everybody else would be dragged in there too. Yeah. So now now another thing now in the original Hellraiser, as I mentioned, the uh, the, the the teenage girl um, uh, summons the Cenobites and they're about to tear her ass apart. She's like, Oh no, I know Frank. And they're like, Oh Frank, really? We'll take we'll, we'll trade. In this case, the Cenobites seem to be drawn to the lead actress, uh, the lead character, and, and, and when they come for her, they're like, you know, we like you. You you should just find us more people. Well, because at one point, she does end up stabbing her hand on the box, right. and they tell her, they go, listen, we have your blood. We can take you at any point, but you should just continue bringing people to us. Two more, and you get your brother back. That's basically the bargain, or what they said that she can have. Um, so at any point they could take her, but they know that her, her purpose, her motivation is to get her brother back. So they know that she's going to be making these hard decisions of shit. I need to keep bringing people to them so I can get Mm -hmm. my brother. So they know that it's, it's, it's a real metaphor. Hold on. It's a real metaphor for being a junkie. They know she's an addict and they're, they took that kind of perspective in the film that they know that take the the priest the female pinhead she's the the dealer and she's the junkie and it's like listen bring me more people and i will reward you you know it they took that uh, uh addictive element with it and i liked it i thought that was a very cool mm-hmm. way to do it 
So her motivation yeah, is her yeah, brother. Because really. you know. addiction, cause, you know, addiction is desire uh, uh, to, to, to a harmful extent, which I think is, you know, what sadomasochism is all about, yo. <laughs> uh, so, so there is that. Yeah, I mean, I got sidetracked uh, what we're, when we were talking about that. Um, well, you were, you were saying that uh, they like her. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, so, yeah. so I, I, I think part of that is like they, 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 they can, they, they, they can feel what she's looking for. Like they know what her goals are, and all. But on the other hand, is like, well, they know they can fuck with her too, and they like human suffering, and they already killed her brother. So like, this is a good chance to watch somebody twist in the wind. So it all, right. it, it's all easily explainable. Not, like the, the, the logic of the film works a lot more than the original film does. It, it really does. I, I think it's a big, it's a huge plus. Uh, oh. Uh, speaking of the millionaire that we're talking about, um, I, I brought up the list. Um, the the, uh, the gifts are the lament, which is life, uh, lore, which is knowledge. Oh, that's the one I would have chose. <laughs> oh, I can't even fucking imagine. Uh, Lauderant, which is love. Don't want to know. Uh, liminal, which is sensation. Lazarus, which is resurrection, which is the one they tell her she could use her uh, for her brother, brother to on her brother. And Leviathan, which is power. Um, so, the in the original, in the, the box was known as the Lament configuration. So, what what I love about this is they managed to keep the name that was given to the box originally, change the nature of the entire device, yet still keep that name and still keep it important to the the theme of this first film it's just like it was so well crafted i'm sorry i'm getting like teary here. <laughs> uh it's just it's, it's just I, I love what they did with it there's so many ways they could have fucked this up and they didn't you know and and again, and again anybody that has a problem with the female centipede is just I'm, I'm 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 upset they didn't bring back butterball just just out of um you know yeah. nostalgia but you know i Maybe maybe uh, we shouldn't be fat shaming people, and I don't. Maybe they couldn't figure out a way to do it that didn't come off as like fat shaming, and you know we're trying to be a bit more progressive it's here. A, they're cenobites. Okay I don't know if it counts. I, it's I, all it's all prosthetics anyway. I noticed his absence, but I I, I not didn't feel that the female cenobite. They like uh, I forget what she was called. I just know the female cenobite. Oh, not, I, not I, I have it. I have it. It's here. Uh, Jamie Clayton is the priest. She's the no, no. I meant from the original film. Oh, 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 oh. What they called her in the original film. That's what I meant. Oh yeah. What the hell was her name? It was almost like a husband and wife thing. Um. Oh, you know, and you know how you know the names? The fucking subtitles are great. They had the names. Oh. <laughs> down there. Yeah, I, we had them on, and I was like, oh shit! I'm so glad we have these because now I know that this is called the Chatterer, the Chatterer. which is what he was called. Chatterer yeah. was called Chatterer. Uh, then they had the Weeper, which was a new. Who, who, I thought the Weeper was the Chatterer at first, because it was hard to tell that, she, that. Oh right. That one was crying. Um, then there was the Gasp. The Gasp is who. Um, I think the Gasp is who the. Uh, no, that was somebody else. Uh, it was Gasp or the Asphyx? One of them is what the original. The original female Cenobite. The main focus of her was she had that wire thing around her head, and it was pulling back her the the her throat so you could see her like uh vocal cords right and it looked like a vagina in her neck uh and so they still have that character but i think she's the gasp or the asphyx because you can hear her breathing <gasps> she's got that like trait yeah. ring in there um barbie wild her title in hellraiser 2 is just female cenobite 
Yeah, that's that's all anybody ever called her, female Cenobite. Everybody else they gave fancy nicknames to, but she was just female Cenobite. You know, it was, it was kind of sad. Yeah, there was no, she was not. She was, there was she was definitely not a lesser Cenobite. No, if, she, if, she was on the cover of the box and the poster. Obviously, Butterball was the lesser Cenobite because he's the one that didn't make the cut, and we all know it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but um, and and I I loved how they uh, that they abandoned the leather and actually made their skin the outfit oh right yeah you know at, at first at first i thought it was like a bone exoskeleton i was like i'm okay with that but then it was like skin it's like that right, no, makes more sense <laughs> yeah now so um this film has a few nods to to the other films i think you can kind of say that right yes Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I lost you. Um, oh. Well, I mean, because they 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 didn't they didn't bring back the whole phrase, but they did bring back. Uh, did, did they say explorers? They didn't say. Did no, they, the phrase they, they brought back was "We have such wonderful things to show you." We have such things. Yeah, they didn't some, bring back th- that line. Experience. Yeah. And and I was waiting for demons to some, angels to others, but no, 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 no. But that was implied. We knew that. Yeah, well, it's uh, a Doug Bradley now, thing. They'll bring him back to say it if they bring him back. I I, I do like how this film kind of, um, I I, I guess I, maybe maybe they took it personally from the second film. Uh, by the way, I do remember taking a group of people in a car as a teenager to see Hellraiser two. Hellbound. Hellbound. Yeah. Uh, in a theater, and I remember apologizing to every single one of them when we left. You know what's interesting about I that? I, you've told that story. You've yeah. told that story, uh, you know, where you've apologized and whatnot. But Hellraiser, the first one, is like a 6.9 or a 7.0. But Hellraiser 2 is like a 6.4, 6.5. It's not that much less. Fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but that... But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I have a lot of problems with it, not just because it's a bad film, but also because it abandons a lot of shit from the first film. It's like when they, they immediately jump off the logic train. And the two big things was, one, okay, so now the chick from the first film's back, and now they're feeding blood into a mattress because the psychiatrist is fucking stupid. Uh, that was like, all right, why the fuck is why the fuck is killing homeless people? And why is he killing homeless people or crazy people on a mattress for this chick? Actually, it was crazy people because he's a psychiatrist. It was like a Dr. Seward thing, but worse. Maybe more like Reanimator. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so like the mattress brings her back because that's the mattress she died on. So none of this makes any fucking sense with the blood shit. And then at the end, this one doctor, uh, just wanders into Cenobite land, becomes the head Cenobite, and kills all the other ones. Pinhead and everybody kills them all. <laughs> and, I, and, then, and that was the one that pissed off all the Hellraiser fans. Like, what the fuck? He killed Pinhead. What the fuck? <laughs> for me, it was like so much more. Right. But so what I love is that they, they. I feel like they they had they felt like they had to make amends for the second film, I guess, or they thought it was a cool idea but was done wrong. But so in this one, um, uh, uh, spoiler now. If you don't want the ending ruined for you, just stop listening. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But you knew this was coming. Um, so we went through all the different choices when you have that configuration at the end. So um, do you want to tell this or can I burn No, go it? ahead. Go for it. No, I uh, think, so, I think so, you're going to be more eloquent with it anyway. So, <laughs> Speaking right. of which, I'll finish my gin before I say it then. 
Um, so the, the the opening of the film showed the uh, Elon Musk doing the whole Cenobite thing and then getting the uh, well, he showed him doing the getting it to the seventh configuration where it's this long pyramid thing, which I believe it was in that shape in an earlier film. But I I don't care. Um, uh, yeah. But then it so then it cuts six years later. You don't know what happened. So what we find out is that we, when he got the seventh configuration, uh, he asked for his prize to be. Um, I think it was liminal. Liminal sensation. Sensation. He thought it'd be like unending sex, but what it was is they stuck a fucking harp in his chest that would pull his fucking nerves out every at random intervals, so it was like always fresh pain. Just fucking be- I, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Ten times. I just was sort of a nice touch. It just kind of makes me <laughs> wonder. Like if they make more of these films, I imagine we're gonna get to see more of what these other things are. Like knowledge. You think that's a pretty harmless thing? But what the fuck are they going to do to give you knowledge? Yeah, you, you know what I mean. You know what I do? You, yeah, you know what I do like too is like, what, like the original, like the idea of that. Okay, if you're looking for the ultimate experience, you seek out this box. Like this is a, a legend, and you'll find it. So these very few people find it, like Frank did, and then like it just tears their fucking face apart. Yeah. You think after a while, like the the legend would change a bit? So yeah, don't open the fucking box. So, but so, but with this one, there's a ritual, and there's an actual goal at the end, attainable goal for that ritual. It makes much so much more sense why someone would fuck with a box that everybody keeps disappearing with after they get their, you know, it makes more sense in right. in, in that way. I like that. Um, but but my main point is that for, they made amends for that stupid doctor becoming a Cenobite and just all of a sudden being Lord of Hell. Um, and in this one, what happens is uh, the girl ends up with the, the the configuration at the end, and she and but she decides she doesn't want to bring her brother back because she's grown as a person. The character arc, and uh, she says, "No, I, I don't. I don't want anything from you people." And then so the Cenobite basically says, "Oh, you want to suffer? Well, that that's the life one. So you know, good choice." And <laughs> I, I I love that by the way because it showed that like just the fact that we choose to suffer. Uh, instead of like looking away from like deflecting from pain, that itself is like like masochistic, right? Uh, and it's I, I thought it was a brilliant, and that's called the lament configuration. I loved that. Yeah. But even better was that they they have the millionaires like I'm not falling there for this shit again. I don't want this fucking crap. But they're just like you know what. We're gonna. You're not happy with. You're more happy with the harp. We're, we're gonna give you the. We're gonna give you the power one. Yeah, that you're. You're all about the Leviathan, I think. So he ends up ascending, and they turn him into a Cenobite. Yeah, yeah, and it, he's right. like. Uh, and it, he's like. Um, uh, like uh, Jesus Christ pose too, like on a cross yeah. and everything. Now, where it almost makes it look like he's like that powerful, where he is going to be making some serious fucking choices. Oh yeah, well, but uh, what I love about it is that you have to compare it to the sequel because the se- Hellraiser two was the was the one that gave us this whole image that they show in this remake of like the giant maze, stone maze on the bottom, and like the giant pyramid glowing Leviathan floating overhead. That's right out of the sequel. Right. And that and even and even how they make the Cenobite Doctor is the same way. Uh, it's a bit more cheesy in the sequel. They they he closes in like a like a, a suicide box and it pokes him and shit. Uh, but then he comes out like a super Cenobite. So really, don't they like pace these things? What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Uh, but th- so this one still has that kind of me- mechanical presence to it, but it's done in a more like uh, matrixy way, and it, it, it's more of a. 
uh, and more about like like looking into the eyes of God. If 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 you know hell's your God, right? I, fuck. I mean, well, was one of the things it was audience with God. That was yeah. that was the power one, right? Well, that's power. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. I mean, obviously we didn't see it, but if she did choose the resurrection, would 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 it be like a one for one? He comes back, but they take her. Like like what it's, it's, you know it's it's something fucked up because they're not just gonna give her her brother back. It's the monkey's paw. You know, it's it's the old deal with the devil. There's always gonna be you know, here's a picture of my girlfriend from high school. I wanna fuck her. That's my one wish. Okay, give me your soul. Great, thanks. She comes back, but she's six inches tall because the photo's this big. <laughs> that, it's just it always it's actually a short story I read years ago. I don't remember who wrote it. <laughs> but uh, it's that kind of thing. And, and like Holly was calling it. Uh, Holly loved the film too, by the way. I, I think she felt the exact same way as me on everything. Um, yeah, Mare liked it. But Mare loves the original film. So, you know, so a, fre- a fresh take on it, uh, Mare was all in. I'm glad, I'm glad Mare's a fan of the original. I was surprised how, that, how, how that she liked it. How old li- was she when it came out? Uh, she didn't see it when it came out, but she was uh, six years I, old. I, that's six. Not what I asked. Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six years old. You cradle, cradle robber. Stop that. Um, <laughs> Stop that. Um, yeah, no, but she she was down with the two, but she kept like she was saying at the very beginning when they when they said when they said the whole thing about you can choose something, she was like, oh, it's that devil thing. It's always gonna be a, like it's always gonna they're always gonna twist it on her. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. And uh, um, there's a pretty good twist in the film too. We won't give it away, but it, it was interesting. It was oh. interesting. I, I listen. You you see it coming, you know, but not the entire time. You do see it at like almost up until it happens. I, I didn't see it too much, but I I think the main reason is because overall it's inconsequential. Right. All it does is put a complication into one relationship within the film. Right. Um. I I, I do like that the people that survived are at the end of the film aren't exactly who I thought they might be. Same. Um, same here. I thought that was interesting. I, I always like that. Uh. I, I always like being surprised. I, I I you know and and the fact that they were redoing the whole hell right. You know you you know it's a reboot. They're gonna do shit. So I really was walking on eggshells. I don't know what's gonna. I, I you know I can't assume anything. So right. You know I, I I don't know who the fuck shocked when like a female pinhead comes out. It's like. Yeah, they tried something new. What the fuck? I think they should do another one of these. Um, I think they should try and, and not because I'm not against it. Not and not not because I want to appease any of these people. They're like, yo, you know, pinhead, you trans. What? It's like, no. I think they did a good enough job that they can bring Doug Bradley back and bring no, him back. No, no, bring him back. Bring him back I, with these Cenobites. Come on, it, it would be awesome. Best of both worlds. I disagree. No. I disagree. I'm, this nostalgia shit goes through only so far. I am so fucking fed up with Star Wars. I don't give a shit if they make like any if they make fucking Yoda porn. I'm done. <laughs> I, it's just, let things die. Build build on the ashes of the new. Stop putting life support into these fucking franchises that are, have nothing to fucking offer. Now let me. Well, hold on. And again, sorry, I didn't get down. No, it's okay. And and again, I. If they go forward without Doug Bradley, I'm fine with it. But think of 
what they could do if they bring him in with these existing Cenobites. It would be awesome. Think what they could do if they don't bring him in. I, I oh, I agree. listen, I, I, I prefaced it with, I. it wouldn't matter if they did bring him back. I would enjoy it either way. But if they did bring him uh, back, I think they could do really cool things. Yeah, I really do. Listen, they got obviously competent screenwriters doing these because the last seven films uh, have been hot garbage, and the the last five of them are were straight to video. You know, I, I don't have my finger on the pulse of the uh, the um, uh, of the um, entertainment world anymore. I don't really like, like read the dailies <laughs> or whatever, so I'm not really familiar with who wrote it until I look at it. Um, there's a lot of names on the on the uh, screenplay option. Uh, there's Ben Collins, Luke uh, Piotrowski, uh Screen story. I'm not. I'm going to ignore that. Let's go to Ben Collins there. I'm just not sure what else he wrote. Super Dark Times, which I have not seen yet. Uh, the Night House, which I've not heard of, and Stephanie, which I am not familiar with. So I don't really have anything to base that on. Mm. Uh, the other writer, Luke Piotrowski. Uh, super dark, night house. Yeah, it is the same shit. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So I'm not really familiar with his work previous to this. Uh, I think Goyer's in because he did the earlier films. That his name sounds familiar to me. Usually they attach uh, they attach names you know based on characters. Story. Yeah. I, I I feel like that since they lifted the story from the first or second film, that might be why. I really I, his name sounds familiar to me. I really feel like he. Uh, David. I'm checking right now. David S. Goyer. Oh yeah, he. Yeah, he wrote Crow City of Angels. Well, uh, he also did Batman Begins. I mean, like David S. Goyer has been doing movies a while. I know, I know but that's not why I didn't recognize the name. Oh, okay, okay. Bear with me. All right. Uh, uh, Dark City. That's why I remember the name. Blade. He wrote Blade. I didn't even know he did Blade. Uh, Freaky Links, Blade Two, Blade Trinity. Uh, Bat and then Batman started. Uh, but yeah, okay, yeah. So he didn't have a hand in um, the Hellraiser film, so he must have been. Uh, it, it's not an old thing. He must have just had a hand in like coming up with the idea or something. Right. He, he gets screen story by, so you know, not really a screenplay. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I like the fact that they got. Um, um, you know what? Too uh, like uh, the fact that he's in there for screen story. Then um, I don't know because because they'll they'll have a screenplay, then they'll bring someone in to punch it up. So Goyer could have been like, yeah, Goyer, come in here and just like fix this up for us a bit. Yeah, true. Since he's the only he's the only name on here that has fucking experience beyond yeah, yeah. like two films. <laughs> That's true. So that makes the most sense to me. Then I can't see it the other way around. Uh, so that makes sense. See, I didn't even look up trivia. I just fucking had just thought of shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, dude, I, I'm just, I was so happy this was good. I, I know it's. it's so you know what? You know how it's like to be disappointed by your own favorite franchise time and time again? <laughs> Think about Hellraiser fans. I can understand why Hellraiser fans ha have to complain about this one, because really, Hellraiser fans have had to complain about every one. Yeah, true. And it's just Because especially when you like you get to 2015, and then Clyde Barker's like, oh, the original film, I don't like it, and Pinhead and stuff. I, you may have noticed from previous episodes, I have a strong uh, uh, lack of um, empathy for artists bitching about shit that they wrote that other people don't like fuck you that's it what, what, why do we even care yeah no i i i know all right you know what we should do what we should do we should rate this all right let's rate it 6.1 
Fuck you. It's a little low, in my opinion. I would go a solid seven on this. I think. I would go a solid. Dude, I would go eight. Eight, really? You know why? Convince me. Because it's so fucking well written. And they basically fixed every flaw with a franchise, like a fucking, you know, 20-year franchise, 30-year franchise. Yeah, I mean, think about the last... I mean, there have been good moments throughout most of the Hellraiser films, but the last really good Hellraiser film was the first one. And this is better than that. Hands down. And yeah. I defy anyone to argue otherwise. And this is coming from someone who loves the first film, but it's got flaws. This film fixes those flaws tremendously. And it, flaws that go beyond low budget or, or you know lack of special effects. We're not talking about that shit. We're talking right. about story and structure. Um, this fixes a lot of flaws. If the original Hellraiser is a 7... I think this one deserves an eight. All right, you've convinced me. Eight. Fuck, fucking a. Great <laughs> that bitch. All right, I want to see what this looks like here. Oh, What's it's the demographic. Is is it a horseshoe? It's not a horseshoe because it's got feet at the end. This is one of those. It, it go. It does. It does oh. your normal peak in the middle, but then at the end is the uh, the, the highest in the middle is seven stars at twenty three percent. Right. And then it goes down. But then it jumps up at number ten and number one. Number one is five percent of the of the, the the like number one is five point five percent of voters. Yeah. Number two is two point five. So there's a huge drop off. Same thing. Number ten is seven point two, but there's a huge drop off the nine. So it has the beginnings of a cult film. Normally, for, for my idea of a hor cult film, the horseshoe would be ten and one would be the highest, and the middle would be the lowest. Gotcha. Because cult uh. films, you either love them or hate them. Everything else is the other way. It's like, yeah, everybody's kind of halfway. It's all boring. Yeah, this is a... But this, this, this one has the makings of a cult film, and I agree with that 100%. See, the statistics don't lie. <laughs> all right. Wait, um, wait, hang on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I, I get lowest demographic. Um, I'm, not, I'm ignoring all. We're just going male and female. Lowest demographic is males over 45. They just don't get it. <laughs> I'm over 45. Well, wait a minute. No, that's our demographic. No, these are the people that are mad that they got a trans woman to be the lead, Cenobite. Ah, that's why that's, it's so low. Yes. Fucking MAGA influence. Yeah. All right. Highest demographic? Oh, and by the way, so that was 1,889 uh, males over the age of 45, uh, 5.8 average. Highest demographic? Females under 18, one vote. Yeah, 8.0. <laughs> there was one fucking cool teenager out, teenage uh, teenage girl out there that somebody is going to be very lucky to date. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, it is an R-rated film, so so it's technically kids under the age of eighteen shouldn't be reviewing this until it's available at home. I get that. True. Uh, so actually, if if you look at the eighteen and under, uh, you've got one teenage girl who. This doesn't make any sense. So they have females, males, and then all. Females, one voted in, average eight point. So one gave eight stars. Males, there's four with an average of 7.5. Hmm. These, these kids have to get together. <laughs> all is six. Oh, where's the other one? That's what I'm saying. There's one missing. 
Yeah. Uh, and a 7.2. So wh- whoever that sixth one was that dropped the average below the 7.5 average. So yeah. All right. I don't know what's going on there. Now, uh, as far as what we're, what we're going to review next week, I know Halloween Ends comes out tomorrow. I we should probably oh, put that up. Dying to see. We that. should probably do that next week. We don't know yet. We're going to try and do two next week. All right. If anything, we'll do one. Of course, we just don't know what it is. We're going to try and make it Halloween Ends. I'm going to ask you this: If you would, as far as like rebit remakes, reboots, sequels, whatever, horror films, and whatever. Hellraiser remake compared to the Halloween reboot, the current one. The, Which one's better? You mean the first Halloween compared to this Hellraiser? Because they've already made yeah, two Halloween. They've they've got count them both. Count them both. Count them both. The, the first general. Yeah. <sighs> Compare those to the Hellraiser. The Hellraiser re- reboot. Which one's better done? Uh, done better. I mean, they're both really well done. I mean, it, it, Hellraiser, this, hands down. Come on, don't give me any shit. I, listen, I, listen. They're two different movies too. I have I have different sets of nostalgia for each. This is the best horror fi- classic horror film remake I have seen since. Either the Evil Dead one, which I thought was fucking. Oh, the one from twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Either that one, or the um, Hills Have Eyes remake, which I thought. Oh, the one from was o- the one from 06. That's the one where Mare and I made. She made me stop the movie after the they broke into the RV. Um, uh, yeah. She made me stop the movie, look around the apartment, go outside, make sure there weren't hill people, and this is on a Saturday at eleven in the morning. Like that's that's how much that affected her, that movie. You know, I I, I never I never got around to seeing that again. It's like when, when I grew up, uh, I was too young when it came out, and then it's like one of the things you hear about and hear about. So you just like, okay, it's an old film, whatever. So the, when I finally got around to seeing it in like my twenties or early thirties, even <laughs> it was a while. And when I finally got around to watching it, I was like, okay, this cheesy old fucking Texas Chainsaw. I I saw Chainsaw. I know this shit, and such a like. Fuck Ty West if he thinks he knows what a slow burn is. The first half hour of that film, you're just like just like clawing at your face. What the fuck is going on? Nothing here? is happening. That's them driving and the around. Car- and then in like five minutes, it just goes from zero to oh my fucking god. And the remake captured that same feeling. Yeah. And I thought they did and and I thought Dude. They, I thought they really improved on like they, they went a lot better than the uh the furry loincloths. Yeah. When they burned the father alive that scene goes on for a while. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert or not, when you watch it, you're, you know you're, you're not going to be mad I spoiled it. <laughs> I, I, I could just, I see myself now watching the, the, the remake, like sitting there, and I can see the thought bubble over my head. I really hope they still burn the father alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry, I, I trailed off. But Hellraiser just fucking rocks. Yeah, if if we can do Halloween, we will. But let's have a backup. Let's say it right now. Well, we don't have to. We don't have to. We don't have to decide now. You know what? All right, fine. Fuck you then. No, I'm just saying that way we don't have to commit to it if we change our minds if something better comes along. I know Halloween uh-huh. ends comes out tomorrow, and obviously it's new, so having a new review would be good. But mm-hmm. I have also said that we may not do that. 
but we're gonna yeah, okay. we will do it this month that's a guarantee there's just no way we're All not right. going to review it well tell you what we we were supposed to review uh the monsters this week so right. let's just say no um no matter what we'll review the monsters next week and if we can squeeze halloween ends or another film we will yeah okay so let's do that we'll yeah. do that so it's, it's, De- monsters definitely down the line uh and and also we're i'm bringing on guests uh uh, guest reviewers uh, for some Halloween, some of these Halloween episodes. I, I put the feelers out today, but I, I waited to, wait too late in the day, so everybody's like, I'm not, I'm busy. I have two uh, so people that that want to uh, sit in on uh, the, maybe not the Halloween ones, but they. I have two people that want to sit in and do a podcast with us. I I, I say when, whenever the, the, the sooner the better. Uh, I'm gonna reach out and see if I I, I want to try. I'm just trying to get someone like to come like you know tap into the microphone with us and, and review an episode. I just want to get some fresh blood in here and mix things up a little bit and get more of a. I, you know, you and I have our back and forth, but I, I hate for it to become formulaic. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know you don't listen. You, you you don't kill what works, but I, I get what you're saying. If it ain't uh, broke, don't fix it. That's right. All right. Let me, uh, let me cue in the exit music here. All right, everybody. Um, I am actually in the midst of working on a brand new website. So look for that coming soon. Um, I've already found the site that I like, the template and all that stuff. It's I'm not going to go as crazy as I used to, but it's going to be functional and beautiful. But... Look for our website, a new one coming soon, moviesucktastic.com. You w- you can and will be able to listen or download the show from there. You can go to iTunes and you can do the same thing. You can go to facebook.com slash moviesucktastic and you can go and see what we post. Everything from movie trailers, when we go live, anything that tickles us goes on the Facebook page. You can leave us email at themovieguys at moviesucktastic. You can also leave us voicemail at 9... 9- 08514-4470. And uh, if you do a Google search or your favorite browser search for Movie Sucktastic, we come up in a ton of spots. You should go and do that. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? We are explorers in the further regions of bad movies. <laughs> Demons to some, angels to others. Beautiful. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Jesus wept. One of my favorite lines from that first film. Yeah. <laughs>